0: part three chapter four of crime and punishment by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three chapter four at that moment the door was softly opened and a young girl walked into the room looking timidly about her every one turned towards her with surprise and curiosity at first sight raskolnikov did not recognize her it was sophia semyonovna Marmaladov. he had seen her yesterday for the first time but at such a moment in such surroundings and in such a dress that his memory retained a very different image of her now she was a modestly and poorly dressed young girl very young indeed almost like a child with a modest and refined manner with a candid but somewhat frightened-looking face she was wearing a very plain indoor dress and had on a shabby old-fashioned hat but she still carried a parasol unexpectedly finding the room full of people she was not so much embarrassed as completely overwhelmed with shyness like a little child she was even about to retreat oh it's you said raskolnikov extremely astonished and he too was confused he at once recollected that his mother and sister knew through Lugene's letter of some young woman of notorious behaviour he had only just been protesting against Lugine's calumny and declaring that he had seen the girl last night for the first time and suddenly she had walked in. He remembered too that he had not protested against the expression of notorious behaviour All this passed vaguely and fleetingly through his brain but looking at her more intently he saw that the humiliated creature was so humiliated that he felt suddenly sorry for her when she made a movement to retreat in terror it sent a pang to his heart i did not expect you he said hurriedly with a look that made her stop please sit down you come no doubt from katerina ivanovna allow me not there sit here at sonya's entrance razumihin who had been sitting on one of raskolnikov's three chairs close to the door got up to allow her to enter raskolnikov had at first shown her the place on the sofa where zosimov had been sitting but feeling that the sofa which served him as a bed was too familiar a place he hurriedly motioned her to razumihin's chair you sit here he said to razumihin putting him on the sofa sonya sat down almost shaking with terror and looked timidly at the two ladies it was evidently almost inconceivable to herself that she could sit down beside them at the thought of it she was so frightened that she hurriedly got up again and in utter confusion addressed Raskolnikov. i i have come for one minute forgive me for disturbing you she began falteringly i come from katerina ivanovna and she had no one to send katerina ivanovna told me to beg you to be at the service in the morning at mitrofanievsky and then to us to her to do her the honour she told me to beg you sonya stammered and ceased speaking i will try certainly most certainly answered raskolnikov he too stood up and he too faltered and could not finish his sentence please sit down he said suddenly i want to talk to you you are perhaps in a hurry but please be so kind spare me two minutes and he drew up a chair for her sonya sat down again and again timidly she took a hurried frightened look at the two ladies and dropped her eyes raskolnikov's pale face flushed a shudder passed over him his eyes glowed mother he said firmly and insistently this is sophia semyonovna Marmeladov, the daughter of that unfortunate mr Marmeladov, who was run over yesterday before my eyes and of whom i was just telling you alexandrovna glanced at sonya and slightly screwed up her eyes in spite of her embarrassment before roja's urgent and challenging look she could not deny herself that satisfaction dunya gazed gravely and intently into the poor girl's face and scrutinized her with perplexity sonya hearing herself introduced tried to raise her eyes again but was more embarrassed than ever i wanted to ask you said raskolnikov hastily how things were arranged yesterday you were not worried by the police for instance no that was all right it was too evident the cause of death they did not worry us only the lodgers are angry why at the body's remaining so long you see it is hot now so that today they will carry it to the cemetery into the chapel until to at first katerina ivanovna was unwilling but now she sees herself that it's necessary today then she begs you to do us the honour to be in the church to-morrow for the service and then to be present at the funeral lunch she's giving a funeral lunch yes just a little she told me to thank you very much for helping us yesterday but for you we should have had nothing for the funeral all at once her lips and chin began trembling but with an effort she controlled herself looking down again during the conversation raskolnikov watched her carefully she had a thin very thin pale little face rather irregular and angular with a sharp little nose and chin she could not have been called pretty but her blue eyes were so clear and when they lighted up there was such a kindliness and simplicity in her expression that one could not help being attracted her face and her whole figure indeed had another peculiar characteristic in spite of her eighteen years she looked almost a little girl almost a child and in some of her gestures this childishness seemed almost absurd. But has Katerina Ivanovna been able to manage with such small means? Does she even mean to have a funeral lunch, Raskolnikov asked, persistently keeping up the conversation? The coffin will be plain, of course, and everything will be plain, so it won't cost much. Katerina Ivanovna and I have reckoned it all out, so that there will be enough left. And Katerina Ivanovna was very anxious it should be so. You know one can't it's a comfort to her she is like that you know i understand i understand of course why do you look at my room like that my mother has just said it is like a tomb you gave us everything yesterday sonya said suddenly in reply in a loud rapid whisper and again she looked down in confusion her lips and chin were trembling once more she had been struck at once by raskolnikov's poor surroundings and now these words broke out spontaneously a silence followed there was a light in dunya's eyes and even pulkarya alexandrovna looked kindly at sonya rodya she said getting up we shall have dinner together of course come dunya and you rodya had better go for a little walk and then rest and lie down before you come to see us i am afraid we have exhausted you yes yes i'll come he answered getting up fussily but i have something to see to but surely you will have dinner together cried Razumihin, looking in surprise at raskolnikov what do you mean yes yes i am coming of course of course and you stay a minute you do not want him just now do you mother or perhaps i am taking him from you oh no no and will you dmitri prokofitch do us the favour of dining with us please do added dunya Razumihin bowed positively radiant for one moment they were all strangely embarrassed good-bye Roja. that is till we meet i do not like saying good-bye good-bye nastasya ah i have said good-bye again Polkaria alexandrovna meant to greet sonya too but it somehow failed to come off and she went in a flutter out of the room but avdotya romanovna seemed to await her turn and following her mother out gave sonya an attentive courteous bow sonya in confusion gave a hurried frightened curtsy there was a look of poignant discomfort in her face as though avdotya romanovna's courtesy and attention were oppressive and painful to her dunya good-bye called raskolnikov in the passage give me your hand why i did give it to you have you forgotten said dunya turning warmly and awkwardly to him never mind give it to me again and he squeezed her fingers warmly dunya smiled flushed pulled her hand away and went off quite happy come that's capital he said to sonya going back and looking brightly at her god give peace to the dead the living have still to live that is right isn't it sonya looked surprised at the sudden brightness of his face he looked at her for some moments in silence the whole history of the dead father floated before his memory in those moments heavens dunya pulkarya alexandrovna began as soon as they were in the street i really feel relieved myself at coming away more at ease how little did i think yesterday in the train that i could ever be glad of that i tell you again mother he is still very ill don't you see it perhaps worrying about us upset him we must be patient and much much can be forgiven Well, you were not very patient volkeria alexandrovna caught her up hotly and jealously do you know dunya i was looking at you two you are the very portrait of him and not so much in face as in soul you are both melancholy both morose and hot-tempered both haughty and both generous surely he can't be an egoist dunya eh when i think of what is in store for us this evening my heart sinks don't be uneasy mother what must be will be dunya only think what a position we are in what if pyotr petrovitch breaks it off poor pulcheria alexandrovna blurted out incautiously he won't be worth much if he does answered dunya sharply and contemptuously we did well to come away pulkere alexandrovna hurriedly broke in he was in a hurry about some business or other if he gets out and has a breath of air it is fearfully close in his room but where is one to get a breath of air here the very streets here feel like shut-up rooms good heavens what a town stay this side they will crush you carrying something Why it is a piano they have got i declare how they push i am very much afraid of that young woman too what young woman mother why that sofya semyonovna who was there just now why i have a presentiment dunya well you may believe it or not but as soon as she came in that very minute i felt that she was the chief cause of the trouble nothing of the sort cried dunya in vexation what nonsense with your presentiments mother he only made her acquaintance the evening before and he did not know her when she came in well you will see she worries me but you will see you will see i was so frightened she was gazing at me with those eyes i could scarcely sit still in my chair when he began introducing her do you remember it seems so strange but Pyotr petrovitch writes like that about her and he introduces her to us to you so he must think a great deal of her people will write anything we were talked about and written about too have you forgotten i am sure that she is a good girl and that it is all nonsense god grant it may be and pyotr Petrovitch is a contemptible slanderer dunya snapped out suddenly pokaria alexandrovna was crushed the conversation was not resumed i will tell you what i want with you said raskolnikov drawing razumihin to the window then i will tell katerina ivanovna that you are coming sonya said hurriedly preparing to depart one minute sophia somyanova we have no secrets you are not in our way i want to have another word or two with you listen he turned suddenly to razumihin again you know that what's his name porfiry petrovich i should think so he is a relation why added the latter with interest is not he managing that case you know about that murder You were speaking about it yesterday. Yes. Well? Razumihin's eyes opened wide. He was inquiring for people who had pawned things, and I have some pledges there, too. Trifles, a ring my sister gave me as a keepsake when I left home, and my father's silver watch. They are only worth five or six roubles altogether, but I value them. So what am I to do now? I do not want to lose the things, especially the watch. I was quaking just now, for fear mother would ask to look at it, when we spoke of dunya's watch it is the only thing a father's left us she would be ill if it were lost you know what women are so tell me what to do i know i ought to have given notice at the police station but would it not be better to go straight to porfiry eh? what do you think the matter might be settled more quickly you see mother may ask for it before dinner certainly not to the police station certainly to porfiry razumihin shouted in extraordinary excitement Well, how glad i am let us go at once it is a couple of steps we shall be sure to find him very well let us go and he will be very very glad to make your acquaintance i have often talked to him of you at different times i was speaking of you yesterday let us go so you knew the old woman so that's it it is all turning out splendidly oh yes sofia ivanovna sofia Semyonova, corrected raskolnikov sofia semyonovna this is my friend razumihin and he is a good man if you have to go now sonya was beginning not looking at razumihin at all and still more embarrassed let us go decided raskolnikov i will come to you today sofia semyonovna only tell me where you live he was not exactly ill at ease but seemed hurried and avoided her eyes sonya gave her address and flushed as she did so they all went out together don't you lock up asked Razumihin, following him on to the stairs never answered raskolnikov i have been meaning to buy a lock for these two years people are happy who have no need of locks he said laughing to sonya they stood still in the gateway do you go to the right sophia semyonovna how did you find me by the way he added as though he wanted to say something quite different he wanted to look at her soft clear eyes but this was not easy why you gave your address to Polenka yesterday polenka oh yes polenka that is the little girl she is your sister did i give her the address why had you forgotten no i remember i had heard my father speak of you only i did not know your name and he did not know it and now i came and as i had learnt your name i asked today where does mr raskolnikov live i did not know you had only a room too good-bye i will tell katerina ivanovna she was extremely glad to escape at last she went away looking down hurrying to get out of sight as soon as possible to walk the twenty steps to the turning on the right and to be at last alone and then moving rapidly along looking at no one noticing nothing to think to remember to meditate on every word every detail never never had she felt anything like this dimly and unconsciously a whole new world was opening before her she remembered suddenly that raskolnikov meant to come to her that day perhaps at once only not to-day please not to-day she kept muttering with a sinking heart as though entreating someone like a frightened child mercy to me to that room he will see-oh dear she was not capable at that instant of noticing an unknown gentleman who was watching her and following at her heels he had accompanied her from the gateway at the moment when razumihin raskolnikov and she stood still at parting on the pavement this gentleman who was just passing started on hearing sonya's words and i asked where mr raskolnikov lived he turned a rapid but attentive look upon all three especially upon raskolnikov to whom sonya was speaking then looked back and noted the house all this was done in an instant as he passed and trying not to betray his interest He walked on more slowly as though waiting for something he was waiting for sonya he saw that they were parting and that sonya was going home home where i've seen that face somewhere he thought i must find out at the turning he crossed over looked round and saw sonya coming the same way noticing nothing she turned the corner he followed her on the other side after about fifty paces he crossed over again overtook her and kept two or three yards behind her he was a man about fifty rather tall and thickly set with broad high shoulders which made him look as though he stooped a little he wore good and fashionable clothes and looked like a gentleman of position he carried a handsome cane which he tapped on the pavement at each step his gloves were spotless he had a broad rather pleasant face with high cheekbones and a fresh colour not often seen in petersburg his flaxen hair was still abundant and only touched here and there with grey and his thick square beard was even lighter than his hair his eyes were blue and had a cold and thoughtful look his lips were crimson he was a remarkably well-preserved man and looked much younger than his years when sonya came out on the canal bank they were the only two persons on the pavement he observed her dreaminess and preoccupation on reaching the house where she lodged sonya turned in at the gate he followed her seeming rather surprised in the courtyard she turned to the right corner bah muttered the unknown gentleman and mounted the stairs behind her only then sonya noticed him she reached the third story turned down the passage and rang at number nine on the door was inscribed in chalk kapernaumov taylor bah the stranger repeated again wondering at the strange coincidence and he rang next door at number eight the doors were two or three yards apart you lodge a kopernamovs he said looking at sonya and laughing he altered a waistcoat for me yesterday i am staying close here at radom Restlich's. how odd sonya looked at him attentively we are neighbours he went on gaily i only came to town the day before yesterday good-bye for the present sonya made no reply the door opened and she slipped in she felt for some reason ashamed and uneasy on the way to porfiry's razumihin was obviously excited that's capital brother he repeated several times and i am glad i am glad what are you glad about raskolnikov thought to himself i didn't know that you pledged things at the old woman's too and was it long ago i mean was it long since you were there what a simple-hearted fool he is when was it raskolnikov stopped still to recollect two or three days before her death it must have been but i am not going to redeem the things now he put in with a sort of hurried and conspicuous solicitude about the things i've not more than a silver rouble left after last night's accursed delirium he laid special emphasis on the delirium yes yes Razumihin hastened to agree with what was not clear then that's why you were stuck partly you know in your delirium you were continually mentioning some rings or chains yes yes that's clear it's all clear now hullo how that idea must have got about among them here this man will go to the stake for me and i find him delighted at having it cleared up why i spoke of rings in my delirium what a hold the idea must have on all of them shall we find him he asked suddenly oh yes Razumihin answered quickly he is a nice fellow you will see brother rather clumsy that is to say he is a man of polished manners but i mean clumsy in a different sense he is an intelligent fellow very much so indeed but he has his own range of ideas he is incredulous sceptical cynical he likes to impose on people or rather to make fun of them his is the old circumstantial method but he understands his work thoroughly last year he cleared up a case of murder in which the police had hardly a clue he is very very anxious to make your acquaintance on what grounds is he so anxious oh it's not exactly you see since you've been ill i happen to have mentioned you several times so when he heard about you about your being a law student and not able to finish your studies he said what a pity and so i concluded from everything together not only that yesterday zamatov you know rogja i talked some nonsense on the way home to you yesterday when i was drunk i am afraid brother of your exaggerating it you see what that they think i am a madman maybe they are right he said with a constrained smile yes yes that is pooh no but all that i said and there was something else too it was all nonsense drunken nonsense but why are you apologizing i am so sick of it all raskolnikov cried with exaggerated irritability it was partly assumed however i know i know i understand believe me i understand one's ashamed to speak of it if you are ashamed then don't speak of it both were silent razumihin was more than ecstatic and raskolnikov perceived it with repulsion he was alarmed too by what razumihin had just said about porfiry i shall have to pull a long face with him too he thought with a beating heart and he turned white and do it naturally too but the most natural thing would be to do nothing at all carefully do nothing at all no carefully would not be natural again oh well we shall see how it turns out we shall see directly is it a good thing to go or not the butterfly flies to the light my heart is beating that's what's bad in this grey house said razumihin the most important thing does porfiry know that i was at the old hag's flat yesterday and asked about the blood I must find that out instantly as soon as i go in find out from his face otherwise i'll find out if it's my ruin i say brother he said suddenly addressing razumihin with a sly smile i have been noticing all day that you seem to be curiously excited isn't it so excited not a bit of it said razumihin stung to the quick yes brother i assure you it's noticeable Why, you sat in your chair in a way you never do sit, on the edge somehow. And you seemed to be writhing all the time. You kept jumping up for nothing. One moment you were angry, and the next your face looked like a sweetmeat. You even blushed. Especially when you were invited to dinner, you blushed awfully. Nothing of the sort. Nonsense. What do you mean? But why are you wriggling out of it like a schoolboy? By Jove! There he's blushing again. What a pig you are! but why are you so shamefaced about it romeo stay i'll tell of you to-day ha <laughs> ha i'll make mother laugh and some one else too listen 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 this is serious what next you fiend razumihin was utterly overwhelmed turning cold with horror what will you tell them come brother phoo what a pig you are you are like a summer rose and if only you knew how it suits you a romeo over six foot high and how you've washed to-day you cleaned your nails i declare eh that's something unheard of why i do believe you got pomatum on your hair bend down pig raskolnikov laughed as though he could not restrain himself so laughing they entered porfiry petrovitch's flat this is what raskolnikov wanted From within they could be heard laughing as they came in still guffawing in the passage not a word here or i'll brain you razumihin whispered furiously seizing raskolnikov by the shoulder chapter four recording by expatriate in bangor maine